Hello and welcome to the MBA Talk podcast. I'm your host, Andres, and I work for OPNES, an institute that fosters social and economic development through the promotion of the best management methodologies. Would you prefer to start a company going solo or finding a partner first? In this episode, we are joined by Hubert Bayatoda. Hubert is from HEC Paris. 2018 class. Hubert defines himself as a tech entrepreneur and he is the co-founder of Leak Mited, a company that predicts and locates water leaking pipes. Keep listening to learn how Hubert decided to leave a project management position in an energy company and decided to find a partner instead of going solo and how he found his partner in a kind of a dating event for entrepreneurs. Hi. Hello, Hubert. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Where are you located today? Where are you from? And how you present yourself? I live in, in Paris, in France. I'm originally from Cameroon, but now I have the uh, Madame French. So I, I present myself as a, uh, an entrepreneur in the tech sector because uh, I have a technical and, and business background. So I have a, an engineering degree. I have a PhD. Uh, and then I work as product manager, business developer, did uh, the MBA, and, and now I started my, my own company. So I, I really define myself as the, um, I would say, tech entrepreneur with a, strong, with a strong business sense, I would say. If you have to recommend a resource, like a website, a podcast, a YouTube channel about entrepreneurship, uh, do you have a favorite one? Oh, yeah. The... Um... I think there are many there are many different different resources. Uh, I think what matters is really the type of business you wanna you want to launch. I would say there are some obvious books uh, like the Lean Startup that should be read. There is also the the hard things about about hard things. I don't know if you heard about this book. Which one? Hard things about hard hard things. I will okay. Just, it's um, a way to describe the reality of, of entrepreneurship, how difficult it is and not uh, yeah, like a, you start your idea and then you, you get acquired for, for a lot of money. Uh, helps you take decision when it's very difficult because you are like um, you are like in a ship, but you don't you're not sure of the direction where you're heading to. You have to always update the, the route and manage your team. So and this book is quite, quite good at, at explaining this difficulty and how to navigate around that. So. This first book, the second, and, and I think, and then you have those those um, some blogs that you can, some some even business angels that you can follow. Right. Yeah, that's great. I never heard about this book. I, I will put in my list of uh, <laughs> to read. That's great. Uh, from your uh, LinkedIn profile, you worked in an energy company, right? You you got a PhD. Yes. In Paris, right? Yeah, that's it. Then you worked in a, an energy company for many years. Yes, that's it, yeah. What happened there? So you were working in the company, you have your PhD, and uh, you thought, what, something was missing? You were tired of working for the same company? What was your life at that point? Good point. Um, in fact, I, um, I did my PhD inside the company. So 
they are in France. You have two possibilities: you can do your PhD in in at the university or do it in the company. So I did my PhD in a company because I really I'm always interested in the application, the real application of of research, how you can change really something in a very pragmatic way. So I wanted to do it in 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 the company. So I spent three years doing my PhD. I was lucky to participate at the uh, of the uh, to a Stanford program, and I think that convinced my company to keep me to give me an offer. So I stayed in the company as R&D engineers, and then I was promoted product manager. Product manager was a very nice position where I had to deal with um, client and my technical team, because the uh, the business model of of the business unit was changing. We wanted to develop new product that we can license to some big corporate or small medium enterprise that can sell them for us. So we were starting from scratch, literally. So you have to test the market, talk to customers, see which product they are really interested in, and then convince the technical team to, to build it and then get the funding. So it was a great experience, the product manager position, where I had to evolve in, in the skills, learn a little bit more business skills. And But I was frustrated because it wasn't fast enough. I felt like we can be way more faster than that. So I started being interested, started reading blogs, started reading articles about entrepreneurship. And I was like thinking we are slow because we have to, I mean, and I understand the chain of command is, is, is huge. If you want to take a decision, you have to ask your boss who asks his boss. And so, and, and at the same time, I felt like I needed some business skills to better, I mean, to really uh, know the, uh, the fundamentals of, of a market strategy, of building a real uh, value proposition or a business plan because I had to find fundings. And I thought maybe it's a good timing to, to do an MBA with a strong entrepreneurship aspect. That's the reason why I choose as you say, because as you say, during uh, the during you have 18 months and during the first, I would say, uh, 14 months, you can uh, you have the core phase electives. But at the end, you can do an entrepreneurship specialization. And I really wanted to do that to do a real MBA. But at the end, do a real uh, have a, a kind of first entrepreneurial experience. So and and I did. Uh, that's why I, I, I quit my job and then I, I joined I joined as you say. So at the time, uh, how big was your team? And uh, uh, yeah, if you can explain me just in two sentences what the, what the product was about. Oh yeah, sure. The the product we were developing, um, what we call auxiliary power units. It's like a electricity generator for recreative both. Like um, uh, I don't know if you know the brand. Um, how do you call this brand? Uh, Beneteau. They do luxury boat, and in those luxury boats, you need a way to produce energy. But the problem is the generators are very noisy, pollute a lot, and they wanted something silent, light, and compact. So our challenge was to develop an auxiliary power unit that can be silent, light, and compact. So luxury boat was the like the primary market, but there were other other type of application like the uh, like the refrigerated truck, the truck that deliver food and uh, frozen food in the in, in the city. They are very, they pollute a lot and they make a lot of noise. So we wanted to do something silent and compact for them as well. So that was basically the product. The technology, I'm not going into the details, but we managed something that was like uh, five times more compact, uh, like six times less less pollutant and very silent. So that was the roadmap that we had. And we built the prototypes to prove that it was it was possible. So the team, we grew the team from like two. We were two at the beginning. And then at the end, within my company, we were like seven. We had two partners, uh, one in Italy, uh, one in Canada. 
So there were three companies working because they, those two companies had a strong differentiating aspect, so strong differentiating technology that we couldn't develop. So we partnered with them. And so I had six, seven person working within the company and then two other companies to, to, to manage because it was a consortium. So it was like very great experience. We learned a lot. We raised some public fund, like 1 million euros of, of public fund to help us in the project. But again, as I, as I mentioned, it wasn't, I wanted to go way faster. Like uh, we should, I mean, I wanted the product to be ready uh, less time than, than, than what my boss wanted. And I feel like maybe I should, uh, should learn maybe the theory, see what, what other people think about entrepreneurship and, and see how I can, I can launch uh, other product outside of the company. You chose HEC Paris because of the entrepreneurship path in there also i suppose because it's close to you it was easy for you to visit the campus right yes but have you had an idea at the moment of what your future company uh, or uh, like a business idea at the moment no not really i didn't have any real business idea i i just wanted to take this time to learn what i really want to build a network and to to build some some business skills And then um, I will decide, I wanted to decide at the end, at the end of the, uh, of the program. So this was really the three main things I was looking for, like really learn what I want to do in the next, in the rest of my career. When you get, you get 30, you, you, you don't know if you want to stay in the same company, change country, change industry, you, you have a lot of questions. Uh, so I wanted really to know, to learn on myself, then build a good network because that's, that's also the power of the MBA is that you, you made so many great, great talents. And then learn the skills, learn the, the, the core skills and see if, if uh, it can be useful for me to start a company later on. Great, great. So uh, what opportunities inside HEC you took to build your entrepreneurship skills? I see that, for example, you participated in HEC Seed. Yes. So tell me, tell me about the things you did there to learn more about this and, and uh, hone your skills. Oh, yeah. I think uh, I did. There, there was many opportunities, and what I did was to like first uh, be involved in an entrepreneurial ecosystem within HUC. And HUC Seed was a great opportunity for me because it's a, it's a big event organized for students. Um, it's early stage, early stage company. So I was part of the, the organizing team, and I was in charge of the pitch competition. So we um, we wanted we had like uh, 100 applicants. And uh, the, the, the event was a major event. So I was able to build a network within the, uh, with some, some VC, uh, see the point of view on, on entrepreneurship, uh, build my own network. I should say, learn a little bit from, from, from the entrepreneur because I had to, we had to train them on pitch. What, what is this uh, event about? The event, basically, it's about uh, gathering all the students who want to, I mean, all the fresh graduate students who launch the, their, their company And, uh, and the VC ecosystem in, in Paris to meet together and help these entrepreneurs to learn from the VCs and other uh, famous entrepreneurs. So it's basically we have uh, workshops, it's split in two parts. There are a lot of workshops and then the pitch competition. So I was in charge of the pitch competition. So we had in, in the workshop, we had like VC like Partech, which is one of the major VC in, in, in Paris, in France. And for the, the pitch competition, we had two tracks, the digital and the tech track. So the um, so at the at the as I mentioned at the end I was I was able to meet a lot of people to learn a lot about entrepreneur I mean about the journey of, of some entrepreneurs and uh, 
And yeah, it was a very, very good event. So that was the first thing, I, uh, one of the things I did. And then in the choice of electives, I chose like three, um, I chose electives on, on the digital transformation. I mean, many electives related to the digital, digital stuff, I would say. You have digital marketing, digital transformation. It was important for me. And it was about how technology can help a uh, company to change and, and how to take advantage of new technology. So that was very, very interesting because I, I was very much interested in AI and I wanted to see how those technology can be can transform some, some sectors. And those those two electives were very, very interesting for me. And then I, I also took electives on finance. Even if at the early stage finance is not that important, it's it's good to know the process, the mindset of VC. Mm-hmm. So I took electives very VC, VC oriented, not because I wanted to go into VC, but really to understand the mindset. And uh, at the end, I took the, uh, I did the uh, specialization and the specialization was great because we had to work with the lab to help them uh, build their startups. So we had postdocs coming with a strong technology. They wanted us to help them build the company. This means uh, what is the value proposition? Uh, does it fit the market requirement? What could be the business plan? And what would be the go-to-market strategy? So it was like a real uh, entrepreneurial experience. And um, at the point, I, I even wanted to continue with this lab, but we couldn't agree on some terms. But this was a uh, it was a great experience. So the HSCC event, the choice of elective, very digital and VC oriented, and then the specialization. These were the three main things that I did during the uh, at HSC to to really be prepared on my uh, on on entrepreneurship. Yeah. What was about this startup you mentioned? The lab had developed a, a technology that can that can help uh, test uh, drugs in a 3D environment. So they had a kind of like a small small 3D cell that they can generate so that we can we can test drug in in real conditions. Usually uh, at the early stage, drugs are tested in a two-dimensional environment and it's not really representative of the of the of our body. So they had a method to develop 3D cells very efficiently so that you can see the, uh, the early effect of a drug. So that was very powerful. But now, who were the customers? What's the, how, how much would they pay? Uh, that was a complicated, complicated issue. Uh, uh, there were you know, there are major big brands in, 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 the, in the health sectors like Merck, Servier, Sanofi. And we had to meet them all to discuss to, to, to how, how we call that mom test them, test our assumption to clearly define what will be the, what they will sell and how they could generate value to this major brand. Great. So, but uh, at this point, you take great courses. I mean, you are still in school. Yeah. You take these great courses that uh, you liked a lot, but we still don't have an idea. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had many ideas. I had, uh, I, I had ideas, tested some, some, but I wanted to really start... Uh, my idea was to start a tech company like if i finish the mba i want to go for entrepreneur uh, in a, to start a, a company i need to to start something very ambitious uh that i like that i can wake up every morning and and work on it without bothering without i mean and enjoy it so it was important and i wanted i wanted to be tech because i'm initially a tech guy i believe like that you can have a responsibility and compete with any company in the silicon valley in israel and you know, it's important to have a very a strong tech tech aspect. That's, that was the thing. And I didn't have it yet. And I didn't have a co-founder. And I, I truly believe that it's good to start a company with a co-founder. 
So that's why I, I was still like thinking like, what should I do? How, what path should I take? But it wasn't decided when I was. But then what, what do you do? You just ended the, the school without, without a clear idea, right? Yeah. What, what you did then? Uh, what I did, uh, like any, 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 any business MBA, you know, you apply, you train for case study, you apply to schools. But I, uh, I continued to attend some events, some entrepreneurial events, uh, conferences at, the, at Station F. You know, Station F is one of the biggest incubators uh, in the world. It's, it's located in Paris. It's even where my, my startup is located currently. So there are a lot, a lot of events, so I participated to them. And I took a job in a, in a startup, uh, a Series A tech-funded startup. Triple uh, W, and and then I was contacted by uh, by Entrepreneur First. So Entrepreneur First is a program where you you don't need you don't need an idea and you don't need a co-founder. So it was like the uh, like the perfect fit for me, and it's 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 very tech oriented. So I was already in the startup, like a business developer in the in the, the startup I mentioned, and then I, I I received this this invitation. I talked to them. And uh, I was excited because that was exactly what I was looking for, a place where I could meet some, some tech people who want to start companies. And, and I joined the program. I joined the program in, in October, October last year. So how this entrepreneur first works? So it's a, an incubator? It's a, what it is? Yeah, it's a, it's a mix. They, they, they define themselves as talent investors. It's at the beginning, you have, there are two phases. The first phase is called the form phase. So you have... Uh, like uh, 14 weeks to find a co-founder and work on on a, on a business case, work on a project that is viable, that is very ambitious. Like target market should be more than one billion. You should have a strong defensibility. It should be you should uh, have a, the you should be legitimate to 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 be in this sector. Your team should be strong. And you have 14 weeks, and every week you have uh, like entrepreneur in residence. They challenge you on your business idea. So every week you can break your team and go find another another person because in fact in the in the in the cohort we were 50 50 people so 25 startups and you can change you can break up find another co-founder work on the night year uh, make your assumption test the market come back and if it doesn't work you break up so I was lucky to find my co-founder Juan very strong tech guy uh, software engineer with AI uh, so I met him during the first week and we work on on our project Liquidmitted. And uh, we found there was our solution was was we had to change some assumption, but at the end we managed to build a strong business case. And at the end of these 14 weeks, there was an investment committee of EF, and we were selected. We were selected to pass to the next round. Now we are on the launch phase. They invested uh, 80,000 pounds in our company. Now we're gonna build uh, the proof of concept. We're gonna close some some client, and now we are preparing the uh, the uh, the demo day. So on the 27th of March, we will present in front of like 400 uh, investors to, to raise some seed funds. So that was, it's kind of, I mean, it went very fast. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's where we are now. Well, it's, it sounds like a very interesting program. <laughs> it's like a dating for entrepreneurs. <laughs> exactly. It, it's exactly like that. It's like dating. You have to present yourself in the best way <laughs> and know how you can contribute to the relationship. <laughs> Make sure that you are not this, exactly the same, uh, that there is a complementarity, and that you you have the same the same vision. And uh, we 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 had the same vision because uh, my company Liquidmitted, we uh, we are on the water sectors. We try to find leaks uh, using satellite image and artificial intelligence, and and we want to save 
the, the amount of water that is wasted. And that's a topic that is really uh, important for both of us. So, so we were very aligned on the vision of the company, what we are doing it. And uh, yeah, it works, works, works great so far. I'm curious about this thing that uh, you wanted to start a startup with a co-founder. You didn't want to go alone. Yeah. Why is that? Um, I think uh, this, the journey, it's, it's, um, it's quite difficult journey. I mean, starting a, a company, you have to, I think you need to share this with someone. If you do it alone, uh, you, you need to be surrounded by very talented people. And it's also talented advisor. And it also depends on the objectives of your startups and whether you have the, all the skills to build it. So if you have all the skills, if you do, I don't know, an e-commerce website uh, in a different way, you have all the tools now online to build it and you can do it alone and you recruit people if you, if you need someone. But in my case, I wanted to start a tech companies in the water sectors and I needed some skills. I needed some AI skills. So I needed to, to build it with someone. Right. So uh, that's why I needed a, a co-founder. I knew what I could contribute and, and I knew what I was looking for. So that's why I needed uh, someone, another co-founder to, to start the journey. So I think it's, it's related to two aspects. There are this, this soft aspect where you need some uh, support and then you have this, this hard, more hard skills when you need the, the capabilities to build it. And if you have both, then you can do it alone. But if you don't have it, then it's better to find a co-founder. Yeah, very interesting. So you have someone to share the experience, the good things and uh, the bad things as well, right? Exactly. That's great. Okay, so looking back, have you had to change anything from your experience at HEC? Um, I think I will I think I will maybe start earlier to be involved in the uh, in the uh, in the entrepreneurial ecosystem. I think it's good to talk to, to co-founder because it gives you gives you a first idea of, of the challenge you you will have. So during the first year I was very much into the, uh, the you know the core course learning, trying to do my best, being a good student. But I think it's uh, and then it's really during the second year that I was like involved in HCC, uh, choosing the right electives, talking more to participating to more events. I think very early it's good to like um, Entrepreneurs are very, I mean, are very friendly. You, you can, you see, you can see someone who just raised one million. You send him a mail. He said, "Just want to have a coffee and understand how you did it," and they will, they will accept. In my case, I will accept. And I, and there are many people that I met like that, and they will share their experience, explain the trick, explain how they build their company, how they, they recruit people, and that's very good. So if I had to change something, I think I will start very early to be involved in the, in this in this ecosystem. Right. Right. Can you name some people that influenced you in this uh, journey? Um, I think the uh, he probably he probably doesn't know that it's my my professor uh, during the uh, entrepreneurship specialization. It's called Thomas Astrebro. He teaches the um, strategic management of of technological innovation. It's about how you start a tech company, and you know. Most of the time, we think it's all about the. I mean, it's true that sometimes it's all about maybe intuition, gut feelings, and anything we encounter, it's new. But in fact, there are some theories behind it. There are some theories behind how technology has changed the world since the, the first card, since the, the first innovation of, of Ford. And, and technology existed long before we, we started. It's, it's, it's just the name that changed. It can be AI, tomorrow it will be something different. 
And in fact, he, he shows us that there are some principles, there are some things that that govern this how how technology change. And you have to take that into consideration when you, you think about your business. And this was very, very powerful. I was very interested in that. And I, I was like, wow, this is new to me. And uh, he really he really convinced me that uh, it's good to start a tech company because you, you have strong defensibility, you can contribute to to change in, in, in industry. And uh, yeah, he he really influenced me in my choice to, to start a business. That's great. Do you have a response or what do you think about skeptics that say that business school is a waste of money for aspiring entrepreneurs? Oh, uh, yeah, that's... Uh... That's it's true. That's a common, <laughs> common pain. In there. I think um, to answer this question, uh, you need to know need to know the um, what a early stage company needs, and what a business school can bring. I think when you are at early stage, what you need is to you need you need to build and sell. You need to build your product and sell it. And the sales is all about at early stage when you have nothing, no track record. It's about using your time wisely and having a great network, a great network that can support you, that can help you, that can uh, introduce you to, to, I mean, to the key the key aspect. I think a business school, man, I mean, it's, you, I don't know how you can, it's a very powerful network. It's so, you have any, any, any background there. So they can help you in the selling phase, in helping you in this selling phase a lot, building your strategy, finding the right person, If you even want to have some POC, not just in France, abroad, you can call someone, it will help you. So, I mean, the core skill can be learned in, in Coursera and everything, but the network, I mean, meeting people for real, not just online, it's very powerful. And talented people attract talented people. Smart people attract smart people. So when you're in a business school, the chance that you meet someone great that did something that you cannot even imagine are, are very high. So that's that's very helpful. So in the in this sales part, strategy, network, Mentoring, it's very, very helpful. So it's not a, it's not a waste of time for an entrepreneur. And in the, in, the, in the building part, it's different. If you build like more a tech company, you will not find the skills there. And it depends. Some MBA students have tech background. But if you build more an operating uh, company, you can also learn some operating skills in business school. So uh, my opinion, it's not a waste of time. It's just how you you, you define what you need as, as in, a, in the early stage and how you can, how you use the resource of your business school to, to help you. Well, that's a very powerful insight. Great, great, Hubert. Thank you very much. Yeah. Any expectations for this year? You mentioned uh, on March you will be presenting at the demo day, right? Yes, yes. Uh, expectation uh, for a startup is to close close the most deal we can, <laughs> as many as we can with, with clients, because I think the, the, best, the best money we can have as a startup is the money coming from from clients, great confirmation that we do something good. Then raise raise some funds to help us increase the, the team and build a great product. That's that's three <laughs> it's not very simple, <laughs> but it's the three uh, the three expectations that we have. We hope we will we'll make limited something something big. Great. So uh, okay uh, I have just two quick questions. One is do you have a tool that have helped So a tool that uh, an MBA founder can't live without, like, uh, I don't know, uh, a SWOT analysis, FMEA, design thinking. Do you have any preferred tool or something you use most? Oh, yeah. the uh, I think the uh, the Business Canva is good. Business Canva, I don't know if you're familiar with that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, the business canvas is a, it's a great, it's a great tool to help you think about the different aspects that are fundamental. Uh, I also recommend the book Strategic Management of Tech Innovation. It's a book that's for all, every person who want to do it tech startups. That's really cool. Can you repeat the name of the book? Strategic Management of Technological Innovation. Okay. If you if you are a business guy and you want to launch a tech company, you will learn a lot about how you characterize your your, your technology and how it will impact your your, your strategy. Uh, later on, so that's really powerful. And then you have Trello. <laughs> Trello, it's like <laughs> I use it every day. I mean, to because uh, you need to track everything you do. And you need to make sure you don't forget. So Trello, and it's uh, just a simple thing that I use. And, uh, and maybe Chimgan. Chimgan, just for the long term. Chimgan is a software that I use for the long term planning. It's true that we are in a startup; everything changes all the time. But it's good to have at least a six months vision of what you're doing. At least it's good. So even if you have to update that all the time, it's good to, to have it. And Chimgan is quite powerful to, to, to help you manage the, uh, the project. So it's, it's quite good. That's great. And the last one is in, in case you have any idea of a startup to share. Uh, any idea of startups to share? Uh, I mean, in the cohort, there are so many. I mean, in the cohort, um, there are so many cool, cool startups. Uh, I will give the name of a, um, I don't know why I forgot the name. It's a very cool startup. They tried to power satellite from, from the ground. So they send the laser and they want to power the, uh, the satellite so that they get more energy to send us better image. So <laughs> let me, it's so, I mean, it's still in the st space industry that I like very much. And uh, I think I can I can forward you the name because I forgot the name. I know very well the co-founder. It's a great, very talented guy in London. Who is this? His name? The name of the guy? I think it's Ajik. Let me. Uh, you see why I use Trello because I'm very bad with <laughs> remember. I will share you the uh, the details of this company. It's a, it's a really great one. Yeah, no problem. We can we can look later. Yeah, I will share share that to you. Great, great. Okay, thanks. Uh, you, if you have any any something any parting thoughts. Uh, yeah, I think the, 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 the only thing I will add is that when you're, when you're an MBA, if you have an MBA, you should really, and you wanna, if you are looking for a founder or you want to start a company, you should really think about what you, what you bring on the table. That's, it takes time because many of the skills that we learn are useful for a, a later stage, like when you want to scale. But at the early stage, it's really uh, like selling and building. So if you really think about what you can bring on the table, it can be a domain expertise. Uh, it can be great network and great sales capabilities, like analyzing fast the market and be able to tackle with the best, the best company for the product. So you really need to think about it. Otherwise, you will feel like you don't, you don't contribute in building the company. So that's the only recommendation and last thing I can add. That's great, Hubert. I enjoyed a lot uh, talking to you. And I appreciate your time as well. Very interesting stuff. And yeah, good luck with your adventures. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. And good luck too. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining for this episode of the MBA Talk podcast, a podcast brought to you by Opnis Institute. You can find all notes for this episode as well as subscribe for future episodes at opnes.com slash MBA talk. That's O-P-T-N-E-S-S dot com 
slash NBA Talk. And if you are enjoying the show or have any comments, topics, or guest suggestions, I love if you shoot me an email. My name is Andres, and you can write me to nbatalk at opness.com. With that, thank you, and we'll see you in the next episode.